Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, I'm excited for today's podcast because you surprised me with this one. We're doing the 23 most misunderstood rules of high school basketball. I haven't seen this list. Okay. I'm ready to be surprised. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some weird ones in here, but where do you want to start? Let's start from the top. I'll just go from 1 to 23. They're no, in no specific order. And I read through these, and I was actually really surprised by a lot of these. I, I thought, I mean, probably mostly as most casual basketball fans would think, oh, all the leagues play the, by the same rules, right? No, they don't, believe it or not. The, yeah. the high school league has, well, and I'm sure college too. But So I'll just start from the top. Um, there's no three-second count between the release of a shot and the control of a rebound, at which time a new count starts. Okay, I did know that one. Okay. <laughs> I, I did not to be that guy. I did know that one because that's why you get all those kids that look like they're trying to kick a hornet's nest in the middle of the paint right. and they'll just hang out there and even when it's <laughs> toilet bowling around the rim. Right. Because that's why there's the semicircle in the middle of the NBA's paint. Got it. Okay. So You don't want to be plugging up anywhere right. down there. And those who know or don't know, uh, three seconds is when you're in the lane for three seconds yeah. without the ball. Right? Yeah, you can't so. be parking. And yep. it means you're planting your feet. You're not moving. Okay, this next one, I had no idea this was a thing. A player can go out of bounds and return inbounds and be the first one to touch the ball. I didn't know that was... I thought you could never be the first one to touch the ball if you come in bounds, but apparently in high school, you can. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess throw it off, throw it out of bounds, (laughs) or keep it in bounds, and for whatever reason, dip out and in and... I guess I could see it happen. I'm, I just don't know if I've ever seen it right. actually in, in real life. Okay, here's another one that I thought was interesting. There's no such thing as over the back. Now, I've always grown up thinking if you if somebody has the ball and you reach over them, that's called over the back. You're yeah. following them, right? Or you're trying to leap over them to get a rebound. Yeah, like right, or whatever. A, yeah. yeah. There must be contact resulting in advantage slash disadvantage. Do not pull a tall player at a disadvantage merely for being tall. So... Basically, it's saying that there's no such thing as over the back. Over the back is not does not occur in the rule book at all. Wow. There's no such thing as over the back. <laughs> I didn't realize that because yeah. I've I've definitely had that called in a game, yeah. where they call you, but they must call it common foul as just unnecessary contact going over the top. Now here's another one I thought was interesting. This has to do with reaching. Okay, reaching is not a foul. There must be contact and the player with the ball must have been placed at a disadvantage. So if you just reach in, maybe you touch him or hit his arm or whatever, but he doesn't suddenly become in a disadvantaged position. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look like a scumbag here. <laughs> oh, my God. You know that one? <laughs> I, so I used to do where I'd put my hand over your eyes where like, uh, I'd be coming down the court, and sometimes you'd little tap on the forehead. Yeah. And just one of the things my coaches used to talk about is like, Every day, obviously, you go through life and you're not having people walk up to you and just like grab you and touch you and pull you. Right. It's one of the quickest ways to make somebody uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So when back in the day, you would tug on jersey and they still try that, but you can tug on jerseys. You can like make I them uncomfortable. To, yeah. And I'd yeah. be reaching over and just, yeah, I, I probably was that scumbag of a player, <laughs> but I it works, right? Yeah, it's the stuff you do. And then if they're shooting the jumper, you put your hand directly <laughs> in between them and the ball. And you put your hand in between their eyes so they can't see the rim. Oh. And it throws off their, their jump shot usually. That off. I learned from Shane Battier, but uh, <laughs> indirectly, indirectly. But, yeah, that one that one I had heard about. I didn't realize it was in the rule book. I just assumed that was just something that people taught. Like, it's just 
never even was no, written about. I never knew that. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. A high dribble is always legal provided the dribbler's hand stays on top of the ball. Oh. And the ball does not come to a rest in the dribbler's hand. Interesting. So okay. I've never really seen, I don't know why a player would want to do a high dribble, but I suppose you could. Oh, but, yeah. Magic used to do it all the time. Oh, did he? To throw off rhythm because guys, when they're getting down, ah, right. he would dribble it up high because that usually means you're revving up. You're going to speed up, but yeah. instead he'd slow it down ah. and he could play with tempo because of the ball. Okay. So that's a rule in high school. Yeah. That's right. so interesting though. Wow. Okay. Here's one. This, I think I knew this one. A kicked ball must be intentional and contact must be any part of the leg. So kicking yeah. a ball is not just kicking it with your foot. No, it can hit you in the thigh, and that counts and as a kick, a kick ball. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. It's yeah. a bad phrasing yeah. thing, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know what else you would call it. Incidental contact with one's leg? Maybe, maybe. Um, okay. Now this one I was really surprised by. Number nine, it is legal for a player to rebound his or her own air ball, provided the official deemed the shot a legitimate shot. Really? I thought that one. I never knew that one. I thought for sure. Yeah. I always think, well, I guess the Larry Bird shot, it hit the rim. But yeah, I I guess I didn't know. It would be like passing it to yourself. Yeah. But apparently this is saying if the if the referee says that was a legitimate shot and you just I'm so wrong. Yeah. I thought there were a couple plays I could remember. No, all of them involved the rebound. I've never I feel like they'd still, depending on the ref, they'd call it. Because it'd Mm. be like Oh, I'm not going to travel, lob, <laughs> throw it. Well, like, again, it does say that the, the official has to deem it a legitimate legitimate yeah. shot. So. Oh, man. Okay. That's, wow. Okay, then. Okay. I might need to work on a move. <laughs> yeah, like I could. Okay, so here's a good one. It is impossible to travel, double dribble, or carry while taking the ball out for a throw-in. I have seen officials tell athletes they can't move on a throw-in. Why? This is not a rule. You have limitations, but you can move. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I knew it on the baseline. I didn't realize you could go on the sidelines. Sideline. Okay. I know baselines guys have the whole baseline. Right, yeah. To, to and run. you can move around. It's it's frightening when they do. You're like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on? <laughs> Panic. But I didn't realize sideline. You could technically do it too. Okay. I love this one. A ball cannot travel over the top of the backboard. However, it can travel behind the backboard. Now, I always thought the backboard was, well, I guess it doesn't matter, but you could conceivably pass the ball to somebody on the other side of the court behind the backboard. Yeah, or shoot over the backboard. Well, this says a ball cannot travel over the top of the backboard. Maybe in high school you can't do that. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you can't be doing those high... High arcing shots. I remember Larry Bird took a shot one time that went Went over the backboard. backboard. Yeah, (laughs) He went straight over the top. I think there was some talking that happened there, too. Like, oh, watch this. Oh, my gosh. Lollipop that thing. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. When back back in the warm-up lines, people thought that was so funny to do a a really high floater where you push the ball up with one hand. Right. And try to go over the backboard right. and down. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I'm surprised. I feel like I might have seen shots that go in like that, but I guess yeah. it's not legal. I I can't imagine why. Maybe for mm. equipment's sake. I don't know. I have no idea. 
All right, number 13 on the list. The size, and now this one really threw me because I always thought this was, and maybe this is the case in the NBA, but the sides, the top, and the bottom of a rectangular backboard are in bounds. Oh. I always thought if the ball, let's say the ball hits the rim and goes up and hits the top of the backboard, it's out. Yeah, I think if it get wedged, but I think you could theoretically play it off the top. I've never seen that happen. See, I always though. thought it was the top of the backboard was out of bounds. But yeah. I don't know. In high school, I guess it isn't. I've never know. seen somebody play it off the side. But the thing that hit me right away is like, okay, I'm driving towards the lane, and I throw the ball off the side of the backboard to get a different angle. Right, right. You know, guys do it on lobs. Yeah. But I I, I've never seen that in a game. This, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where okay. they throw it off a backboard corner or something to, I don't know. Yeah, hmm. that's a wild one. Okay, this one you'll have to explain to me. Number 15, a 10-second count continues when the defense deflects or bats the ball. Interesting. So I have a couple thoughts, but I'm going to double-check it. Okay. The 10-second rule in basketball because I thought, um, oh, duh. So in NBA, it's eight. Eight seconds. Yeah. So you have ten seconds to get across half. Oh, that's the get across. Yeah. Okay. I, that's my. So in high school, it's ten there. seconds. Yeah. But if so, I'm I'm bringing so, the ball up. I, yeah. You yeah. got ten seconds, and then let's say somebody deflects it. Technically, you lose the possession, so you're not carrying that ball still. Right. So if you pick it back up, no time has been lost in between there. So you still continue on your count. Um, so 10 seconds continues. Oh no, excuse so this... me. A 10 second count continues when the defense deflects the ball. Yeah. Cause that's the advantage. Um, so the offense, when you receive the ball out of bounds, you have 10 seconds to get it back into play. And if defense deflects it, I guess that still counts against the offense. I have a question on that. Cause I've yeah. seen this a few times. I'm bringing the ball up. Yeah. And the 10 seconds is running out. Yeah. There's another player on my team. That's just on the other side of half court. Okay. He jumps up, and I throw him the ball. He catches the ball high up in the air. His feet are not on the floor. Mm. Is it? Did I get the ball? And the ten seconds is up. Yeah. So does he have to be on the floor, or is is just the ball itself has to cross? It would depend on the ref. I think most would give it to you. Um, what I think they're more picky about, at least from time playing, is uh, getting it across the line or landing on the line. If you can Ooh. get it across the line, you're fine. If you land on the line, that's a backcourt violation. You can't move oh. the ball across and back over the half court. Over and back. Right. It's over and back. Okay. But then again, like my time in high school, never saw that happen. Like if somebody ran out of time, they got pinned in a corner or they they ah. lost the ball. Like it's, I I feel like there's been situations though where people jump and they get the ball and you still have possession of the ball in the air. You know, you just yeah. have to establish a point on the floor. Right, right. You know, it's the same idea of like a foul can happen in the air or on the ground. Yeah, right. So I think it's the same idea, probably. Okay. Speaking of fouls, number seventeen, any contact foul during a live ball. Now I assume a live ball is when neither team has possession; it's mm-hmm. just bouncing around the floor or whatever. Yep. Is a personal foul, not a technical foul. Any contact. So explain that one to me. So obviously there's two types of fouls. There's personal foul and a technical foul. So if the ball is a live ball and you go up to somebody and you slug them in the face, <laughs> that would be that's still a personal foul, not a technical foul, right? 
That can't be. I'm just That's saying. So hey, I'm just reading the rules f- here. What? <laughs> what? The contact can be flagrant, but is never a technical foul. Interesting. Yeah. So the difference of live ball is, is when a live a live ball is inbound, so it's played, right? It's yeah. it's same idea as baseball. The ball is live. It's fair. And then a dead ball is something where you could take it out of bounds. Um, so yeah, a foul is never a technical foul. I, I, oh man, this is breaking me. Cause to um, me, a technical foul is the worst of the two, right? Yeah. It's more behavioral, behavioral than it is right. like a technical. I would see as like a coach overrunning a timeout. I always or think of the Jordan rules, the right? Jordan even that, I would call those flagrants because it's towards the peace of the game, right? Okay. They're out to hurt him. Right. I would think of the Chris Webber calling a timeout when they didn't ah, have one as a technical. Like, it. you don't – it's not within the rules for you to do that. Yep. Technically, we shouldn't allow you to do that. Okay. So that's always how I kind of phrase it. Sure. So I guess that's okay. Live ball, like, you're in the middle of a play, so you're full stream of play. But even then, like – I assume there'd be situations, right? Yeah, Where you technically, I don't know. <laughs> but it's hard for me to think. I'll have to go back on that. But yeah, yeah flagrant, absolutely. Um, there's flagrant calls all the time, and that'd be like somebody going, "Oh, I'm sick of this guy. I'm just gonna clock him." Right. Um, but yeah, I'm having a t- troubling time, like finding a technical <laughs> example. Okay, so here's a good one. This one, I I never get this one right, but a defensive player does not have to be stationary to take a charge. Mm, he yeah. or she simply must have established a legal guarding position. Now, in my limited knowledge of basketball, if you're going to take a charge, you have to have your feet set. So that's the general thought. I just learned this about a month ago that technically you can still be like sliding a little bit. You have to have assumed presence. Okay. So that means if you're charging down the lane and I'm standing in it and I'm still like and I've been down there for like a second and a half to two seconds, and I'm like just kind of rolling my feet around a little bit, yeah. and you still barrel into me, I've established that's my place on the court. Okay. It's not like I'm sliding left to right. Oh, I'm still okay. standing in the spot, but I might be bracing. Sure. I could do a couple things. But a lot of times, because basketball is such a quick game, you're taught to plant your feet because it's the most obvious way to get the call. It's the most ah, consistent way to get the okay. call. So it's more coaching than rule-based. And now we just widely accept it as refs are looking for the feet to be flat. And because all players are taught that way, it's the same reason that jump shots kind of look the same because it works, right. Right? right? No one's doing what Bob Cousy's doing anymore. So right. if you want to get that call, that's the best way to do it. Okay. Okay, number 22. we got two left here. When an yeah. airborne player – I'm sorry. When an airborne shooter commits a player control foul, okay – his or her successful try for a goal cannot be allowed, regardless of whether the try was released before or after the foul. Interesting. So when an airborne shooter commits a player-controlled foul, so that means if I'm shooting the ball and I go up with one hand on the ball and I just smack you across the face and I still make the shot, right? they, they disallow the shot. They disallow the shot even if it goes in. It makes perfect sense to me, but never in a million years <laughs> would expect to see that. I guess there's one. And I don't think I've seen it, but I could picture it happening, is if a player kicked out to try to draw a foul and hits a defender. Ah, so think right. Reggie Miller kicking his legs out to try yes. to get knocked over. Yes. If you had a situation where somebody went and threw their legs out, right. I could see that being called the other way. It, it's hard for me to see, but I could kind of see it. 
and I think more with flopping and the protection of the shooter. Right. I was just going to say be the flopping happening. Thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's weird to see it written out. I don't know. This is why this rule book is so fascinating <laughs> to see. Okay, here's the last one. Now, this one, I never quite understand this, but lifting the pivot foot mm. does not constitute a travel unless mm-hmm. the ball handler puts the pivot foot back on the floor to beginning a passing or shooting the ball. I'm not going to lie. I hate that this has to be written out. So this is if I have the ball and I plant okay, and I go up for a shot yep. and I release the shot and I come down, no problem. Right. That's basically what they're saying is when you jump, you got to do something. You can't come back down with it. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah. So it's weird just seeing it written out because it's such a nitpicky oh, yeah. little thing of like, right. oh, if you go up with the ball, you're not traveling. You're jumping with the ball. Okay. But if you come down, then it's a travel. So Okay, I was just going to say, so if you jump up in the air, it's yeah. not traveling until you land and still yeah. have the ball. For okay. whatever reason, they think this is all one motion. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. When I read this, it's like, oh... You know when you're standing, but you're jumping, we're looking at that as the same thing. It's just a tube and everything goes up. Okay. So, like, the idea is this is to place, if you have a pivot foot, you can spin, right. you can tip, you can do whatever. But once you jump, your possession of the ball has to be done. So you need to move it off. Okay. I think that's basically what it's saying, but it's okay. just so bizarre to see it written out. It's like when you finally are like doing an everyday task, right? And you have to go through <laughs> retraining, and you're like, "I, I know this. Yes. Like, this is so weird to look at." So that's what it's like reading right now. Okay, so and let me ask you something about the pivot foot because yeah. when I watch games, I see guys clearly they have a pivot foot. They're pivoting on their right or left foot, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that foot is kind of you moving. can float it up. If you needed to. Okay. So like, I wish we had a video of this, um, but you can move it up depending on the ref. So like, for example, if your foot's on the ground yeah, and you lunge towards the basket and your foot is still touching the ground, but you're up on your toes, you've still got your pivot. It's still about pivot. Yeah, okay. theoretically. Um, but the idea is like, if you're getting bumped and pushed around, as long as your foot is still being planted <laughs> towards the ground, this is where I use the loose quotations motion okay. is as long as the effort's being made for you to keep that foot planted, they're okay. going to allow you to finish the possession. But if you're actively like stepping back like right. a crab to try to get away from right. whoever, whoever's pushing you, possession's gotcha. ended. Okay. So it, it happens from time to time. You're never going to be perfect. That's why you hear so much squeaking on the floor as shoes turning and being pushed. Ah, that's what um, that is. Okay. <laughs> and cutting and other things too. But like yeah. when I was like back... Um, I hate that it sounds like I've played a lot of basketball. <laughs> I don't mean for that to sound that way, but just from my time playing right. um, through high school and then into college, like the guys that shoes always squeak the most were guards that were cutting and centers being who were backing people down because they have to use every piece of traction they can. Sure. And, of course, they're going to get pushed a little bit, but for the most part, yeah. you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt okay. unless they're just like – folding yeah. chair just being slid across the floor. <laughs> like They might call that. All right. But that's a weird – weird one for the refs that's when you're like sometimes the game is not always in your hands right well those are the rules that exist in high school that many people misunderstood so there we go yeah wow i (laughs) this one blew my mind i had a great time with this one is there any rule that sticks out to you that you're just like i didn't even see that coming well the whole going out of bounds and back in i'm 
I'm very confused about that because yeah. that was always, always my understanding is you can't run out of bounds. Now, I know that's the case in football, but I thought it was yeah. something in, in basketball as well. If you run out of bounds, you can't be the first one to touch the ball really? because you could basically oh, run yeah. behind someone's bench and then yeah. come in the baseline. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'll go in and out. It's soccer, you can do that. Soccer, you can do that. Can but do that in basketball, soccer. I was very surprised by that one. So. That is so interesting. I think, <laughs> I think one of the weird ones is like, it's impossible to travel while dribbling, like I guess so. But yeah. I, also the weird one we did number twenty three, where it was, um, it's not a travel till you land. Right. And just seeing that written out <laughs> written was out, so it's like, well, yeah. In my brain, there was like a little bit of smoke coming up the top, like it short, it yeah. just shorted out. So right. All of this was so interesting. I'd love to revisit some more of these maybe later, but I think yeah. this was a great start. Yeah. Awesome. There well, we go. Any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. <laughs>